0: Welcome to Backport's Chats,
1: where we have conversations about grace, hope, and recovery.
0: Our mission is to shape 12-step communities where sponsors and sponsees support each other to move beyond the shame of abuse.
1: We are dedicated to sharing knowledge about the connection between addiction and childhood abuse with people who are struggling to stop their destructive, compulsive behavior.
0: Are you ready to embrace freedom from your past trauma?
1: And help others do the same. If so, grab a cup of coffee.
0: And join the conversations on the back porch with Vint and Gina. This is the second episode of a two-part series, Caution, Wild Thing in Recovery, The Rob Wall Story. Let's join the podcast in progress. But uh, after a while, after watching it, I started recognizing him because then some other good guys would come in and he'd come back in in the black outfit, the black mask on and be the bad guy. <laughs> oh, that's
2: like uh, 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 Bill Eadie from Demolition. He was Demolition Axe, but before that, he was the masked superstar. Right, yeah. yeah. So he could show up, put on a different costume, a different mask, uh-huh. and be get a different guy twice in one night and get double the payday. Yeah. 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 Which of course we're, we're very willing to do that too. Yeah. We'll do yeah. the conquistadors. Then we'll do the apocalypse being us and we'll take a double payday.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yes.
2: Get it while I can. Cause I'm coming to the end of my
0: rope. Uh, changing steps here a little bit. You and I, I talked about, I am a big, um, 12 step guy, you know, 27 sure. years, been in 12 steps, still do a lot of that. And I know, I know you heard talk about that, that you, you did the steps early on and stuff, but, um, that's not something you do now. And I, you know, I'm going to hedge this by saying that there are many, many different ways working the 12-step traditional programs is a way and it's had a long history and stuff and it worked pretty good for me, but that's by no means not the only way. So what are you doing now that kind of fits there? What's your experience around that?
2: And I don't want, I want to uh, proceed this with, you know, I don't think that the steps are uh, bad. They're just not for me because I'm entirely too much of a thinker and I mm-hmm. analyze things much. And. When things don't exactly make sense to me, I feel like I'm being talked down to. Mm -hmm. And I know that's kind of the addict side of my personality, still speaking through, but I I guess
0: it is what it is. But, you know, uh, like, okay, let's, for instance, we'll say. Now, now, just hold on. When you're talking about the 12 steps, you're talking about the 12 steps. I'm powerless over whatever and that stuff, as opposed to this 12 step community. Those are kind of two different things. All right, go ahead. Good. Good deal. I'm I'm interested. Step four is very important, right? Mm
2: -hmm. You make a, a Uh, fearless, is that right? Fearless moral inventory of ourselves.
0: uh, Yeah, searching and fearless moral inventory.
2: That is absolutely the hardest part for most people. And don't get me wrong, it was hard for me too And I really started picking apart my life seeing what I've done to people. But I feel like most addicts the whole time are still doing that while they're in their addiction. And that's why they're so sad all the time. So we admit to ourselves that we have uh, no power over drugs and alcohol, right? Step one, I think that most people have already admitted that to themselves a long time ago. They just either didn't know how or weren't ready to make a move yet. But when you get to the real hardcore 12-steppers and they're always trying to big book you, that comes off to a lot of people very offensively. And I don't even know if the, the big bookers are trying to be offensive, but they are. So then when you go like, um, you know what, let me bring it up here. I actually, I think I have. Yeah, there we go. Okay. When we humbly ask God to remove our shortcomings, I just, that that's not a reality. You have to overcome your shortcomings yourself. God says, I help those who help themselves. Can't say, God, just make it happen for me because I need you to do it because I can't do it myself when that's just bullshit. You can do it yourself. And that's, that's part of the journey of getting right is making sure that you're doing the work because you're doing it for you, not doing it for your mom or your husband or your wife or your friends. You're doing it for you. So when you try to say, oh, I need my higher power to do this for me, you're trying to to circumvent the work onto somebody else and a lot of them here's another one like okay continue to take a personal inventory when i was wrong and promptly admitting it well that's (laughs) that's kind of the same as as number four so you're just throwing another step in there so you can get to 12 (laughs) you know what i mean you know uh, some people just genuinely do not believe in and that's their journey that's that's the path they're on but if they genuinely don't believe in god it's really difficult to follow these steps i've heard people say something as ludicrous as oh you, you your, your higher power can be that door, can be a tree. No, it can't. A tree and a door is not a higher power. A higher power means they're above you and a door is not above you. But there's a lot of people who take those 12 steps and it works famously. And that's something they have to hold on to. That's that's their anchor. And if that's their anchor, man, I'm all about it. You're never going to hear me trying to talk anybody out of the steps. It's just when somebody says, you know, I don't really do the steps and they start getting attacked for it because we both know the people in these groups can be very self-righteous and and i'm right you're wrong and you have to do it this way or you're not doing it right and i come to those people's defense of you know who are you to tell them about their journey once you worry about your journey you have something you think can help then you know put it out there but if they're telling you it's not helping them don't try to force it because what's that going to do that's going to lead them back to their their vice if they feel like they're not accepted in the groups because they're not following the 12-step
0: rules then they're going to go back to their drug i um i have sit here and and said uh uh-huh and stuff like that and my experience around all those steps that you talked about a little bit different uh, than yours. but this is your platform that i offer to you and and, and get and what i want to affirm is those are legitimate um, observations and some legitimate reaction to what i've actually seen even though i've been in the 12-step community uh 27 years and you know i get that i joked early on in this podcast about uh, 12-step programs would be a great place to hang out if it wasn't for all of the alcoholics you know i mean that that's kind of what i mean you know uh, that uh it's uh, uh that that sort of stuff is a, is a problem we only have the story our our story what it was like what we did and what it's like now and um and if you want what i have then come join up and you know look at the way i did it because i can't tell you another way so um, i really understand a, a lot of what you said there but see I,
1: i'd like to jump in please i i hit right there with rob yeah, i mean I, you are right there, with rob, right there. i am right there i told told you the other day vince that i think in many cases and sometimes in you know within myself the um, 12 steps hurt more than they help you know um i go i go for community i need the community i need the people who are like me and um and i need to hear the stories and so i get a lot out of the the program however there's a lot of shame because i don't do it exactly the way they do it i get corrected because because um while i do believe there's a higher power i believe it within myself to to connect with it and to you know to to see what it's you know he's trying to say to me me or the universe is trying to say to me and so I will say you know I did this and then I get corrected which makes me feel shamed makes me feel like I'm doing it wrong and and I haven't sponsored not because I'm not willing or don't want to help but because I I feel ashamed at having done it differently having done it wrong and, and and I'm sober so it's not that I'm wrong I'm just sober and I've done it different and I haven't told my story in the in the groups I tell my story here on the podcast but I haven't told my story in the groups because I'm afraid of standing up and looking like a hypocrite you know because I'm here and I'm doing the program but I'm not doing the program so in many ways it hurts me more than not more than it helps differently than it helps and if I wasn't who I am and if I wasn't willing to look at myself and hold up the mirror to myself and also love myself while I do it then I think it would have hurt me I think I would have I would have um, probably stepped away I don't need another source of criticism and I get that and I don't it's not necessarily that I get it from them I get it from myself because I'm not following exactly the way the program works but I get a lot from the community. I get a lot from that. I just have to I have to sometimes just slip away when the um when the shame starts feeling like it's coming in. So I'm I'm right there with you and um and for cool.
2: anybody to have the the gall to shame somebody else for them getting sober just because they're not doing it the same way. I, I believe in AA and NA, then you start getting off into like the cocaine anonymous and the marijuana anonymous. That starts getting really freaking ridiculous to me. In my opinion, the whole fellowship needs to be eliminated and rebuilt built as an actual fellowship. Not the drunks go over there, the addicts, the junkies go over here. Everybody needs to go together and learn from everything we've gone through. Because I'll tell you what, I have not met a lot of alcoholics who didn't ride the white pony a lot when they were drinking because booze and Coke go together. uh, Yeah. So my opinion is just like, and you got these guys who've been in the program for 40 years who were just convinced, well, it worked for me for 40 years. So if you're not doing it this way, you're wrong. And they're so set in their ways that that does damage. And we're not, we should all be taking the same oath the doctors take first I shall do no harm
0: <clears throat> over the years and that, I, that I've gotten in there and that I've sponsored people I like to laugh about that I you know I start off and I, I'm a uh, I'm a band director okay if you want to know how to play the clarinet I got you covered but as a sponsor I've given legal advice uh, medical advice you know uh, marriage counseling advice and all that but at, over the years of the, I, I boiled it down and the moral inventory is uh, it, it's really it's not all the big deal. It's not about all the shameful things that I've done. It's not all about having to go through and, you know, jump into the uh, garbage container of my life and roll around in there and throw stuff out. It's not really that. It's really just simple that the fourth step is identifying where I'm bitter and resentful and and write that down. And the bitterness and resentful, why it's important that we get in touch with that because that's just where we are avoiding responsibility for ourselves. That's where we're blaming other people instead of looking at our part, and it's important that we break through that. And then then we go into the fears, you know, what am I going to lose that I won't? What am I going to, uh, uh, I mean, what am I going to lose that I have? Or what I, what is it that I'm not going to get that I really want? And we, you know, and that drives a lot of inappropriate behavior. And then down below that is the shame and those feelings of hierarchy. And it's just that right there is complicated enough for us to, to get through. And then, you know, so it's important that we start there simply, and we don't have to go into all of the, the shame things and the banks we robbed and all that sort of stuff just look at look at you know where are you avoiding responsibility for yourself through bitterness and resentment and being a victim what are you afraid of oh. and neither one of those steps don't have to have a lot to do with god the next step which is the fifth step you know admitted to myself to others and to god where you know by the time you if you admit it to yourself that's 90 percent of the battle right there and then you admitting it to somebody else you're starting to break down the shame you're starting to build into community you're starting to accept yourself. You're starting to accept the other. The sixth and seventh step for me is uh, I need help that, you know, so I'm not going to argue about those. Those little steps that come last. And if you go into the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, there's only two pair. There's one paragraph on the sixth step, one paragraph on the seventh step. So that you can read between the lines there. Eight and nine, we talked about that. That's where I start writing the wrongs that I've done. And there's two things. There's direct amends, doing what you need to do to, you know, if you've stole, you need to pay somebody money back, have done all that stuff. But then there's the other stuff where you do express remorse for your behavior. That's what I heard you do with your your friend was express remorse. You know, you made the other amends and remorse. And the 10th step for me is you, we just got to do this on on and on and on and on. And and you just got to do it over and over and over again. And the 11th step is about staying in contact with don't do it on your own. Stay in connect with the community a God if you believe in God. But if you don't believe in God, that's OK. Uh, just stay connected back in the community. And then the 12th step is the step where if we want to keep it, we got to give it away, which if we can move off of this, our, the next thing I want to talk about, I understand that you probably don't call it 12-step work, but you do a lot of reaching out. You do your podcast. That's a reaching out to others and helping others and stuff. But I understand there's some other things uh, that you, Gina was telling me that you uh, go to um, halfway houses and stuff. Tell me about that a little bit. Well,
2: I actually, um, I was like six, maybe eight months ago, I got myself ordained, uh, you know, on the internet and I didn't do it for a tax dodge or, you know, to start a church or anything uh, silly like that. The, 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 really the only reason I've heard a lot of addicts say, uh, you know, God isn't listening to us because, you know, God doesn't want to hear what we have to say. You know, we got to go talk to the priest or the preacher or somebody who's, who's involved in that. And, the only, and and when I find these people who are just crushing themselves with shame with, you know, I can't be forgiven. I pull out my card and show it to him. And I go, okay, so you think you're just a piece of shit. Let me tell you something in your eyes. I'm one of the boys with God. So I'm here to enforce a promise that he made a very long time ago. If you want God to forgive you, all you have to do is ask, and I will give it to you right now. Sometimes they perk up. They're happy. Sometimes they get really like, what the hell are you talking about? I say, do you want it? And they go, well, yeah, say it, say it, say you want it. I want it. What do you want? I want to be forgiven by Ooh, my God, you got it done. You are forgiven. It is that easy. I watched so many people just light up like that weight is pulled off their shoulder. I'll say, who else wants it? Show of hands. All you got to do is say, I want it. I got, the, I'm a card carrying member of one of the boys. You want it. You got it right now. Yeah, and people told me
1: pretty awesome because um, really to, to get for forgiveness, you have to ask. Um, Right after I got sober, I went and meditated and um, that was just, that was a huge transition for me. I, meditated in and i'd never done it before and i during the meditation i asked forgiveness for my son um who who committed suicide and and i said i i forgive you for doing this but i need you to forgive me can you forgive me and and i walked away from that meditation session um just a completely new person it was it was amazing
2: and even for people who don't necessarily believe that affirmation of i forgive you Yes. Oops! I forgive. You are forgiven. And I have this card. I am a legally ordained reverend. I am speaking for God. You are forgiven. Even if you don't believe it, I do.
0: You are forgiven. One of my early on sponsors, uh, people that work with me, when I was starting to get people to sponsor, I was kind of asking about this and that. And I said, what's the most important thing that I can do? And he said, uh, I thought it was going to be something, you know, about the steps or this or that or whatever. And he just said, do not miss an opportunity to read their reduce their shame. Reduce their shame. Reduce their shame. Reduce their shame. Everything else will take care of it. it. will take care of itself if you can just get them to bring the shame down one degree at a time. That's what you're doing. That's, that's, that's awesome, that's That's where it happens. And then
2: when I would sit in rehab, and they had, God, like, almost every night, they had guest speakers come in at the end of the day. And all I did was, listening to, uh, was listen to them. Oh, boo-hoo. I did this. And you hear women come in. Oh, I prostituted myself. You guys, oh, I I robbed people. and, And they all have the same story. And it's all just, oh, it was so hard. It was so terrible. But look, I'm good now. And if I can do it, anybody can do it. And that freaking drives me crazy, man. I hate, I hate when people take their accomplishment and minimize it down to, oh, well, if a piece of crap like me can do it, you can do it. That's not what I'm about when I talk to these people. I tell them most people aren't here to spread their messages of doom and gloom. Am I here to do that? No, people come in here and tell you all the things they lost and all the miseries they experienced. And oh, I am not here to do that. I'm here to tell you what you can have. We're going to start off and I'm going to really briefly gloss over the hell that I went, Mm -hmm. but then that's over because that's not what we're here for. We're here for hope. I also tell them, I I had a teacher once and he said, um, what's the definition between, or what's the difference between courage and bravery? So bravery is when you just, you know, run into a burning building and you're not scared, you're going to save them and you're going to get them out and you're gone. And courage is when you know you should be scared, but you do it anyway. Right? That's courage. I, I say, now somebody, who can who can tell me what the definition of a hero is? And i listen to a few people say their piece and I say, you know, a, a hero is an ordinary person and be it by their own or outside forces have thrust them into extraordinary circumstances and they still face it. So when I look through this room and I see people who, who conquered their fear and they they walked in the front door to get treatment and you're still here. Everybody in this room is courageous and everybody in this room is a hero and you're not ready to go out and be heroic yet, but you will. I promise that you will. And heroes don't ever do it alone. There's a police force. Oh, they're, okay. they're, they're, it's not a fireman. It's firemen. Man. It's paramedics. They come, they come together. They take it on as a team. And you guys are in a prime location right now where you look around and you've got a whole room full of teammates. All you got to with stay in touch.
0: Recovery for me is much more about us re- reaching our potential than it is overcoming the garbage of our past. Uh, it, yeah, because that's
2: done. Yeah, it's over.
0: We, we got to do that. We got to pull ourselves out of that muck and mire. Uh, but it's, it's like when you said you're going to get back into wrestling. That made me so excited because it's about you back in the, the uh, realm of the potential, back in the dream, back in the creating, back in doing something that you love. All right. Um, taking care of business. Taking care of business. BCB, <laughs> Baby, all right. When you told your story, you mentioned that you were about. Uh, when I heard it today, you were about two and a half years sober. So, keep what got about another six months. What did, um,
2: in in uh May? May I'm
0: three years. May you're three years. All right. So, congratulations on all of that. In that two and a half years, in that uh, to the three years, if you could reel back to your beginning of recovery, what would you do different? This is one hmm. of those thought up, premeditated questions? I'm sorry. Yeah,
2: about. you know, because I don't, I don't know. Um, when I I made that decision, decision. And I, I made the call for help and I went to the outpatient program to tell their counselor, you know, everything that was going on. And he got me into, into a bed to inpatient the very next day. And I went to all the groups. I went to all the meetings. I went to the outside uh, meetings. They would let us go to, uh, I took, I realized how much damage I, I had already done in my life and to other people. Like I, I never robbed anybody. I never actually did harm to anybody except for making them watch me kill myself. Yeah. So when I got out and that was doing, all the extracurriculars. I got out of inpatient. The next day I was at outpatient. I, I've taken my recovery from when I finally made that decision. And that's that's my dad. And is he, he's, he was a stubborn old goat. and when He decided <laughs> something was going to happen. It's just going to happen. And God himself is not going to stop it. So I don't know what, uh, if I would do anything differently. I, I would like to go back to inpatient for a vacation. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I remember thinking that I could just use rehab right now not because yeah, I need to get yeah. sober, but I need a break.
2: <laughs> I mean, the food in there was good and all the counselors cared, even the techs.
1: I don't want to deal I, with that. If I'm else. having
2: a moment of weakness, I could grab a tech and go, you know, I'm I'm smelling cocaine.
0: Yeah. yeah. Talk me down. And they would. I, when, I, when I started returning back to life, uh, this was all of the decisions all of a sudden that were made for me. <laughs> all of a sudden, I had to start making decisions like when to get up and what to cook for breakfast and that sort of stuff.
2: Well, when I got out, and went to it went to um, the inpatient or outpatient is when they finally told me about like my your dad dad's cancer is back Mm -hmm. because she had pancreatic and he went into remission for so long and you know he said some words to me that also motivated me to get clean when i thought he was going to die originally and i said you know i'm gonna be here to take care of mom and take care of business and he said what in between your trips to jail or your runs to the bathroom to sniff that shit no we don't need your help we're fine (laughs) that that crushed me and i wasn't Yep. Angry at him for a second. I'm sitting at home like he's absolutely right. What am I going to do? I'm going to do more drugs. Hey. <laughs>
0: That was a. When good.
2: I got out the second time, I just moved back in with them immediately to uh, help take care of him until the end. Him.
0: That's one of the most touching parts of your story. You could really tell, and you when you when you did your story today, how uh, how deeply that affected you, and how that was a uh, actually that was one of those slaps in the face that was the beginning of the end and the beginning of the beginning for you. <laughs> I call it a kick to the nuts, but you know, yeah. tomatoes. Yeah. Of- yeah. tomato. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: I know that one. That that story really touched me as we've discussed before. My dad had um, cancer as well state cancer, and um, I don't know that I've mentioned this to you, but he since died. Uh, he died in mid-January, mid, Was it mid mm-hmm. end of January, and um, mm-hmm. I know that that was um, when I got sober, that was one of the things that was like my living amends was to 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 repair some of that relationship, and one, and so I moved back in with, I was already living with them at the time, but I mean, I, I kind of devoted to stay there and to help them out as much as I could, and um, one of the things that happened that was just the hugest, the biggest gift to me was every single day, he said, thank you, Gina, I really appreciate you. Thank you, Gina. I really appreciate you, and I needed that because I had done so much with my with my alcohol abuse. I, you know, them staying up in the middle of the night, worried about whether or not I'm coming home. Um, yeah. You know, or gonna make it home, or the, you know, I was I I got arrested twice, and you, you can't quite call them and tell them where. I know we get that phone call, but I couldn't quite call them and tell them where I was. So those nights, they were worried about what was going to happen to me, and you know, was I going to sober up? Was I going to be under a bridge? And um, yeah, that was the biggest gift that I got was him. Him telling me every day how much he appreciated me. And that happened only after I got sober um, in the last year of his life.
2: Well, that's a kicker for me, too, is uh, I'll tell the rest of this part of the story uh, after I'd been out of rehab and been taken care of for you know, a, a while. I don't know. But uh, we were sitting on a park bench outside of a Panera. And I said, you know, I know we've had this conversation before, but if and when the worst happens, I'm going to be here to care of business. And he threw his arm around me and said, I, I believe you. I know you will. And I was just floored. And then my, my mom got me all teared up the other day when cause i'm taking care of her now because after he died she's been going downhill pretty quickly she goes your dad was so proud of me mm-hmm. and i just chuckled i said okay okay thanks she goes no seriously you remember that issue with the house because they had spent so much money on the treatment uh for, for his cancer right that they were about to lose their house and i took over and i got on the phone with their mortgage company i got on the phone with a lender and i got money and i put it on top of their house and she said to him robbie's fixing this and he said "You're." damn right that's my son <laughs>
0: yeah yeah I'm like wow he said that yeah all right that's that's all awesome. this has been fun yes. we're out of time yes rob what do you want to push what you want to promote oh well to all the
2: wrestling fans out there make sure you check out wrestle shoot one word wrestle shoot and that's a professional wrestling podcast we got all my old cronies we're trying to get all my old cronies from back in the day in fact tonight we're going to record an episode of wrestle shoot with the great marty janetti used to be Shawn michaels tag team partner in the rockers so he's going to join. Join us tonight. We're talking to B. Brian Blair, uh, Brian Knobs, Jake the Snake, all kinds of our old buddies who we don't do the wrestling show where I watch wrestling and then I turn, hit record <laughs> and start talking about what I just watched. That's stupid. Everybody else just look, just watch that too. Uh, we get a little out there and we do very unusual segments on our show like mm-hmm. every week we name asshole of the week. <laughs> we do we do things other wrestling shows don't do. It's myself and my partner, the ladies man, Chris Casanova, my hedgerow life mate and then of course the smells like hope podcast and i don't mm. i don't record that show like every week i don't record just for the sake of content i do smells like hope when there is something relevant to offer that will help somebody yeah and if i go a couple of weeks um and i don't have anything that i think is relevant to share then i don't do it and if you got a problem with that you know screw you it's free yep. Yep. <laughs> yeah
0: yeah yeah <laughs> it's kind of like you get your money's worth on this podcast too the, uh, that's right yeah. yeah yeah and that's good do you have a website or anything uh,
2: you could look us up on um, on Facebook we have the um, Wrestle Shoot page then on um, we actually just our social media we just picked up a new social media manager and she is awesome go Nikki whoop whoop and she set us up a uh, YouTube page
1: I- Excellent, so excellent she's
2: taking all of our audio and she's added photos over it and just all kinds of wonderful stuff and, and she pops it up on on youtube and that is also wrestle shoot the word wrestle the word shoot pushed together mm-hmm. into one glorious word well, i'm
1: gonna have some um i'm gonna have those links down in the description of the show uh so that so the guests can just click on that one when, when they um listen so great and the conquistadors
0: listen out for the conquistadors when they come to your area oh we'll be pushing the absolute hell out of that, that and my yeah. name
2: on facebook is Rob Wilds if anybody just needs somebody to blow off some steam too hit me up man I'm always out here and I'm always talking to people who need it it's Good the deal. right
0: thing to do and I'll do the right thing by you Great. brother <laughs> <laughs> alright Gina we done it we another did. one in the can what do we need our people to do
1: um, you know what I'm, I, I want them to go listen to Rob on his podcast so I want that too yes go, go to Smells Like Hope listen to Rob
0: that's it. We're good. Whatever you do, don't subscribe to us. No. Nope. Don't like us. <laughs> don't leave a comment. Don't leave a review because we're just doing great and we don't No. Need- <laughs> <laughs>